right, welcome back to another episode of the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. I am your host, Tyler Kusunoki, bringing you the unfiltered truth about applying to college in the 21st century. As always, I'd like to take a second to let everyone know that my DMs are always open. My favorite part about doing this podcast is hearing from you. How are you doing? UCs are due next week. Hopefully you are sending them in this week or next or soon. Hope everything is going well. Otherwise, that you're all set for your regular decision and also that maybe you've taken some time to have a good Thanksgiving break. But however else you're doing, I'd love to know. Send me your questions, concerns, feedback, episode ideas, whatever it may be directly to me. At the end of the day, this podcast is a community first forum for achieving better college outcomes. My inbox is forever open at tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. That is tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. We are going to dive right into things today because I want to spend some time, as I mentioned, the UC apps are due next week. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time breaking down the UC application just as some final tips and reminders, just because I feel like I've done that very, very thoroughly for the Common App and for some other applications, but really haven't taken the time to delve into the UCs and delve into the uniqueness of the application. And so I wanted to take some time to talk about that, to talk about ways to not hack the the system, but ways to take advantage of the of the things that are provided so that you can maximize your profile. So the UC application is one application for all of the UC schools, right? So uh, LA, Berkeley, San Diego, Santa Barbara, Davis, Merced, Riverside, Santa Cruz, I think that's it. Maybe a couple others. But anyways, it is one application for everything. You do have to pay a separate fee for uh, each school. So it does add up if you end up wanting to apply for everything, but it is good to know that it is one shot, takes care of everything. So there are a couple different components here that make this application stand out. Number one is the UCs are test blind, right? Meaning that even if you have an amazing, you've got a 1580, you've got a 1590, um, it's not going to matter. Uh, they do not look at test scores. They are fully test blind as a university. If you wanted to mention it in additional info, just to say that you've achieved it, that's fine. But it is not going to be a factor that they're going to be weighing in a standardized way across different applications. So that's one part. Number two, they do not receive teacher app- teacher recommendations. So that is one of these other distinct pieces about the UC application is that not only is there no testing, there's also no teacher recommendations, which means all of those wonderful adults that you have convinced to advocate for you and on your behalf to argue that you are the best fit for these potential schools, that's not going to happen. So what's left then? What's left is you have your personal insight questions, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. You have your grades, and then you have your activity list, right? And that's it, right? So the UC application is different from the Common App in that there is not a whole lot else vouching for you. The only real things that you are allowed to vouch for you are you. And so you really need to take the time to make sure that each of these pieces that you are putting together is crafted. So I wanted to talk through each of these things. And as you are thinking about submitting in the upcoming week or so, please take some time to review what is available to make sure that everything is good to go. First, I wanted to talk about the grades. The grades are very specific uh, relative to other systems in that they are, if you are in a US pattern school, they are looking for a very specific set of requirements. You can look those up. Kind of, if you look up like A to G grading, there are specific categories they're going to want you to fulfill. The UC schools do have a GPA minimum. I think, I believe it is 3.2 for domestic and 3.4 for international students. So there is a GPA cutoff that if you do not have that GPA in many ways, don't bother applying, right? But the nice thing about the UC is that they are very transparent about how they grade and their weighting system. 
And the way they weight their GPA is this. If you are taking an honors or an AP level class, anything and or an IBHL, anything that is considered to be a more advanced course compared to the standard curriculum, you are allowed to give it a full point boost And when you are calculating your GPA for the UC. This is what is referred to as the UC GPA. And so if you are taking, like let's say you are taking advanced pre-calc and you're also taking AP US history, and you took those your junior year, right? And you got a B, right? Which is a 3.0 in both of those classes. Because they are because they are considered to be higher level or honors courses, you are allowed to add a full point to that grade. So when you are calculating your GPA, that 3.0, that B is going to be weighted in as a 4.0 or basically an A slash A plus. So this is awesome, right? In that you are going to get that curve, that bump, right? From taking difficult courses. So this is the UC's way of rewarding class rigor. I've talked before about how important it is for you to take hard classes, take hard classes, take hard classes. And this is where those benefits really come into play is that if you did well, then you can go even up to a 5.0, which fully weights it in very interesting ways. And the reason this weighting does matter and you want it to count for as much as it can count for is that the UC system also doesn't do pluses or minuses. Okay, when you are reporting your grades, you will round it to the nearest to the, to that exact letter grade. So if you get a so for if you are a student who is getting a ton of A minuses, amazing, you've got all A's. But if you're a student who is getting a ton of B pluses, sorry, buddy, you have a B. You don't need to live in Japan to experience our world class tutoring and mentorship. At Tokyo Academics, we support thousands of students in over ten countries, helping them prepare for the SAT, ACT. AP exams, IB, and more. Graduating from top universities like Stanford, Yale, Brown, and UC Berkeley, our tutors will guide you on the path to academic success. Your first step on that path is just a click away. Visit www.tokyoacademics.com and complete our contact form to claim your free trial and get started. We will assess your goals and pair you with a world-class tutor to make you a better college applicant. That's www.tokyacademics.com. Let's turn your dreams into reality, one lesson at a time. There are pros and cons to the way that the UC school wants you to weight your grades. If you are a younger student thinking about this, know this in advance, right? This is why you take the hard classes is that it will pay off. And many schools, even though they don't advertise it, are going to internally reweight your GPA, similar to how the UC does it. The UC is just the most super open about how they want to do this and how you can calculate grades. Now, this boost only applies to eight classes, I believe. So obviously after that, the benefits diminish, but of course, continuing to take hard classes is advantageous for you in terms of clearing out college credits, in terms of continuing to show that you are engaging in the rigor of the curriculum, et cetera, et cetera. But do know that that boost is there, but also do know that if you are really thinking hard about applying to the UC schools, really try to push those B pluses to A minuses, right? Where possible, because on the A, on the actual reporting of the grades, it actually will end up as a difference between a B and an A, not a B plus and an A minus. It will, you will have to report it as a, as a gap between a B and an A. Okay. So really push hard. Don't be on that borderline. If you're right at like 89%, try that extra little bit harder just to get into the 90, 91 range. Okay. So that's the grades. The next thing is the essays. I want to see you, talk about the activity list last because there's kind of the most nuance there actually the activity the personal insight questions the essays is a list, ser series of eight 
questions that you will have to choose from that you will get to speak about. You will have to choose four. Each of them are 350 words in length. And so you will get to select from these eight and you will get to pick four. They, you will not be submitting your common app. Okay, and so a lot of the stuff that you've reused there, a lot of the stuff that a lot of the stuff that you've used there can be reused here. A lot of the things that you use for different supplements can obviously be re reused here as well. Okay, so number one, describe an example of your leadership. Number two, talk about your creative side. Number three, what is your greatest talent or skill? Number four, how have you taken advantage of a significant educational opportunity? Number five, what is the most significant challenge you have faced and how have you overcome it? Number six, think about an academic subject that inspires you. Number seven, what have you done to make your school or community a better place? And number eight, beyond what has already been shared in your application, what do you believe makes you a strong candidate for admissions to the University of California? Okay, so from these eight, pick four. And as a general policy, the way to approach these is to be thinking about what combination is going to give me the most full profile because remember you don't have teacher recommendations you don't have an sat to speak for you right so you have to be picking a combination of four that is going to paint a very full picture of who you are having said that i do think that there are a couple that i would consider to be essential right and keeping in mind of course that the university of of california system more broadly they are they are a series of big public research universities okay so each of these have implications right Big means that you are going to have to be an independent person filled with initiative. You need to seek out your own resources, right? They're not going to feed them to you. It's not going to be, you're not going to have that one-to-one -one attention that you may get at a liberal arts college or at a smaller school. They are gigantic. And so they want to know that you have the initiative, right? They are public, which means that there's going to be a tremendously diverse range of students who are attending this school, right? And again, Therefore, there is both a sense of diversity and also a need for civic engagement. They want to know that you're responsible. And then lastly, it is a research university. So they want to know that you're interested in engaging in academics in that particular type of way, right? And so given that these three things are ultimately what most, what all the UCs are, right? That can inform a little bit of what you need to choose to show about who you are, what you need to choose to show about yourself, okay? So one of the ones that I, I generally say you have to answer is number seven, which is what have you done to make your school or community a better place? This is the one opportunity to talk about your service commitments, your volunteer work, the way in which you engage in community. And by and large, I generally consider this to be a must, right? There are others that are a little bit more flexible, but this is one that I would say try to find a way to answer. You've probably answered this already in a maybe a slightly different form somewhere else in your supplements. Do this one. The other one I really think that you should, if you have it, is think about an academic subject that inspires you. Describe how you have furthered this interest inside or outside of the classroom. And again, remember, this is a research university, so they want to know that you are a nerd, right? What are the things that you want to study? What are the things you really, 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 really want to dive deep into? Those are the things that you need to be thinking about. Those are the things that you need to have answers for. So six and seven, I would generally say, are worth taking the time to think about. Everything else is pretty flexible, right? If you have creative expression, obviously creative is, creativity is great. I think that the leadership obviously lends itself to a lot of different experiences that a lot of you may have. I do think that the greatest talent or skill is hard because it's really hard to strike that line between bragging and humility when answering this question. 
and also talent or skill is hard to come up with something that is non-standard, right? And so I do think that the greatest talent or skill is a difficult one to do well. And then taking advantage of a significant educational opportunity is also tricky because you need to make sure that the educational opportunity that you received is generally earned, right? You don't want to be talking about that time you paid a ton of money to go to Brown to study uh, for the summer because there is a heightened sensitivity to equity and opportunity in education now. So always be careful about which ones you choose to do. And then the YUC one, the last one, is also difficult because this question is kind of very open and very vague. That one also becomes a little bit trickier. But I would say that whichever remaining two you choose is fine, but six and seven are probably a must, right? That you should build around that core, right? So if you have six and seven, what are the other pieces that you definitely want to show about who you are that you think are going to help you stand out? Also know that these are not these are 350 words each. So they're going to go by in a flash, especially compared to your common app. Do not spend time with flowery language trying to make this this perfect piece of poetry. Get straight to the point. Most of the UC admissions officers I've talked to have said they want you to just state the facts, answer the question, right? And so when they say, think about an academic subject that, that inspires you, describe how you have furthered this interest inside or outside of the classroom, don't give me this long, beautifully worded anecdote about that time you were in a lab and discovered a new chemical, right? The academic subject that inspires me is chemistry. And the way I have furthered this interest is in the classroom doing research and then outside pursuing independent research on my own. And in that process, I discovered a new chemical and that furthered my interest that way. Like they just want you to talk straight to them because in many ways, this is again, a large public, right? These are large public universities. The UC Berkeley, UCLA are going to go through a hundred thousand applications this year. Plus each, give them the answer they're looking for. The UC Website has a bunch of guiding questions if you are struggling with this, right? And obviously, I would hope that at this point, your essays are done and in the in the polishing stage. But if they are, right, just do a check through and make sure that are you answering the question? Are you being very specific about answering the question, right? Even use language from the question itself to make sure that you have concretely answered it so that the rest is supporting evidence and you can show that you can read instructions, Okay, so those are a couple of pieces. The remaining piece and the piece that is maybe most distinct, right? Obviously, the personal insight questions are different from the common app, but there are pieces that are there. It's more like four different supplements, right? Which you've probably answered many, many times before. Where things really kind of get a bit wild is the activities list, because the activities list, you suddenly go from having only 10 options and 150 characters to, to describe each to 20 options and 350 characters. And so keeping in mind that again, you don't have the space really to have teacher recommendations or have a whole lot else vouching for you. The activities list now becomes this place to make sure all of your qualifications, all of the things that make you amazing, all of the things that are going to help you stand out in a pool of thousands upon thousands of students is going to actually speak to what the UCs want. So a couple interesting things here, right? First of all, you have 20 slots, which is great. Um, it will include activities, service, honors, everything. So even the things that you put in your honors, some of the things that you put in your additional info because you didn't have space on the Common App, all of those things can now go here because you want them to go here. 
right? And the quirk of these is that when you are filling in the UC application, if you select award, service, or work experience, in addition to the 350 characters you get to describe the activity you've done, you also get 250 characters to describe the organization itself or to describe the eligibility required to achieve this award. Okay, so this is one way if you've achieved a lot of, if you've earned a lot of awards, amazing, great. What the UC allows you to do is to contextualize those to really articulate how competitive, how difficult it was to receive these particular awards. And so if you have awards that were particularly competitive, if you have awards that were particularly impressive, you now have a space, right? Rather than just kind of a brief entry on the honors section of the education section of the Common App, and then you having to flesh it all out in the additional information, you can do all of that stuff here. How many were you competing against? What did you have to do, right? All of these different things can go into that section about the eligibility criteria. And then you have this additional description section to really talk about what you want to do. So 600 characters total, right? 250 to describe the eligibility requirements and then 350 to actually describe what you did. So you now have a lot more space, okay? So don't just copy paste your common app activities over. Use that space to really flesh out this event, right? To really flesh out this accomplishment, whether you are talking about awards or other different things or our community service or leadership or research, right? Use these, use the additional word count you're given, right? To either talk more about your accomplishments, be more granular about the measurable outcomes that you have delivered or talk about takeaways. What did you learn from this? What did you gain from this? What did this inspire you to do? You now have the space to editorialize, right? A little bit. Whereas before in the comment, it feels more like kind of just entering things in a resume, right? It's about outcomes, accomplishments, move on. The 350 characters gives you room to tell more of a story. Do not waste that opportunity to tell more, a story, more of a story. And one of the ways to be thinking about this is that a lot of times students buy in the process of copying over, copying and pasting over, they actually copy and paste some of their community work or their volunteer work, they copy it over as just a normal extracurricular activity. Now, the extracurricular activity does not give you that extra 250 words to describe the organization. You only get the 350 to describe what you've done. But if that organization is has a service element to it or is a volunteer, there has a volunteer element to it, changing the category, right? gives you that additional 250 characters to use to describe the actual organization, its vision, its purpose, what it strives to do. And then you can leave that 350 characters solely to focus on what you did. A lot of times when you're copying pasting over from the Common App, right? Or if you're going to the UCs from the Common App, your description of a lot of your service activities, because you feel like you need to explain what the heck, right? Meals on wheels or bracelets for a better world. Like you have to, whatever your organization is, right? Whatever your service organization is, you need to explain what the heck it is. Otherwise, some stranger isn't going to know. And so you found a way to cram that into the 150 characters of your of your common app, or you had to use your additional information. The UC app allows you, gives you the space, right? Just change the labeling from extracurricular activity to volunteer community service. You now suddenly have an extra 250 characters that you don't need to use on the actual description of what you did, right? To provide context, okay? So make sure you understand 
the resources available to you. Make sure you maximize the opportunities that you have to really inform the school about who you are, about what makes you stand out, and about why your story is a unique one that should be valued. Okay, so those are just some things that I wanted to point out. Yes, there is an additional info section for the UC schools. However, they are very clear that they want this very limited to context that explains certain things about your academic record, right? Context that explains essential additional information, right? Because they literally have given you every possible other space to talk about who you are, okay? So this one is very clear. And so I would be careful about using this as like a link dump of different things that you've done uh, or as this additional essay. I would be very careful and be intentional about using this only as necessary to explain grades, to explain difficulties, to explain what happened to you during COVID, all those like truly extraordinary circumstances, right? Struggles that you maybe have had with mental health, difficulties in the family, if your school went through, uh, has struggled with different types of challenges, right? All of these other things are things that would go there, but anything outside of that, you're going to need to not put those there. So hopefully that was a good overview. Hopefully you are not reeling and realizing that you really need to fully fix your UC application. If you do, uh, please use the weekend to do this. But hopefully this was a good overview. And if you are younger, if you are a junior or below, hopefully this was a good overview of the UC application system, what you need to do to get done, what you need to do to succeed. So you can start planning ahead to make sure that you have those things, right? You have 20 items to fill out for the UC schools. Do you have 20 items you can realistically talk about on your application list? Mm, right? On your activity list. So make sure that you start to really know what you need to do and strive towards those things. If you're a younger student, if you're an older student, polish, 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 right? Make sure that you are answering the questions specifically for the personal insight questions. Make sure that you are in, in record, reporting all your grades accurately and then make sure you are maximizing, maximizing, maximizing the space and the word count allowed for you on the activities list. All right. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on the UC schools. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support us, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. If you follow us, hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events, both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me and real admissions officers, check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's it for today and remember the key to getting in is getting ready thank you